We're right back at it here on the Sided Podcast. This episode 26 is the debates keep rolling in and we keep rolling on. And this is a very, very special and exclusive episode at that. Cameron, he's there, of course, back with you. And Jacob Polachek, Jacob, I finally get my co-host back. What's going on? Uh, I got. I can't come every day. That's that's no fun. And there's no anticipation when I come. That's I true. You anticipation. You got to keep the fans waiting. I like it. But we have a guest on today that's going to make this an exclusive episode just about Kansas, and that's why we're going to cut down the amount of topics and just talk about both your Jayhawks. So, Sam, introduce yourself to the people. Who are you, and are you ready to get debating? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to get debating, Cam, and I am Sam Lance. I'm working for 247 Sports coming up as a uh, Fog.net KU beat writer for football and basketball. I'm really excited to get going. Love it. And the best part about this show is that we're going to debate all these topics. You both have your level of expertise with Kansas. I'm going to just try to keep up. That's pretty much what I do on this podcast. If you haven't listened or watched already, remember, go to our website, Sided.co, as well as our Sided Debates app to get involved with us. If you make an account on our app or on our website and you post a topic, your topic could be discussed on this podcast. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you haven't watched our previous content, go do that. If you want to listen instead of see our beautiful faces, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But if you do want to listen on all of our podcast platforms, go down in the descriptions. There's a link to Spotify, Apple Podcasts whatever it may be. And if you want to be on this podcast, just like Jacob is most of the time and Sam today, go down in the description. There's an email. If you send me an email about your interest about being on this podcast, mark my words, I'll get you on. But let's waste no more time. I know the background might look a little different for me. Jacob, it's much of the same. Sam, you're a new guest on this podcast. Let's get right into it, and we're going to head to topic number one. I said that this is a Kansas exclusive or even just college basketball exclusive podcast, and instead of six topics, we're going to get it down to three because instead of just having two minutes for all of us to talk, we're going to give each of us two minutes to talk. We're going to make sure that we get the most out of having Sam and Jacob on because these guys are the two gurus when it comes to Kansas basketball. Sided College Basketball posts this on our website and app. Which Kansas men's basketball returnee will have the biggest impact in the 2021-22 season? Is it Oche? I am I, I, I'm not. I apologize if I mispronounce any of these. I go to Syracuse. I don't go to Kansas. I'm going to do my best. Ochai Baji, Christian Braun, David McCormack, Dewan Harris, Jalen Wilson, or other. Now, if you throw out other, I might be a bit lost because my my uh, knowledge on Kansas basketball isn't as vast as your two. So, Sam, starting with you, you're a new guest on this podcast. Who are you giving me? Well, I think next year we return some solid players, but Jalen Wilson, I think he's just going to have a monster season. Last year, he had 11.8 points per game and just around eight rebounds per game. He's really a true four for Kansas. He's someone who can stretch the floor, but also get inside and, and get rebounds and such. I just think he's going to have a great season next year with all this talent around him. Last year, he was kind of the second main scorer behind Ochai Baji. We were looking to him late game to get those buckets. This year, he's really not going to have to do that with Remy Martin leading the show. So Jalen's going to be more of like a second or third option and really be able to just flow within the offense and get his points that way. 
So I think it's really just just paving a way for him to have a really good year. I'm going to go with Christian Brown. All right. I know that he was kind of overlooked last season. He wasn't as good of a shooter as he was his freshman year. He dropped 10% um, from behind the arc, going from 44% to 34% as a sophomore. I think he brings those numbers back up, and I think he's going to be an elite three-point shooter at the college level next season. Uh, he had some some flashes of greatness uh, last season. He had um, he had some some games where he hit five three pointers against Baylor in that win. Um, he had six three pointers against West Virginia. It's all going to come down to how he's shooting from my, from behind the arc, and I think that he's going to improve at that measure. And that's why I'm saying Christian Brown, the biggest returnee for the Kansas Jayhawk. Yeah, it's hard for me to say you're both wrong because you know Kansas probably better than anyone on this earth. But I'm going to go Ochai Abaji, even though I mispronounced his name in the open and I might have just mispronounced it there. But one thing that I'm not, you know, I'm not flustered by because I am often flustered by his name and how to say it is his stats. They prove I mean, it's proof in itself. The proof is in the pudding with this guy. I mean, Sam, you mentioned it. He was kind of like that first guy for Kansas, the guy that they would, would rely on 14 points a game, four rebounds, a pair of assists, a guy that's 6'5", 210, has a good build for not just an upperclassman, but an upperclassman guard. And he's a guy, if he comes back to Kansas and brings that experience, because of course, withdrew from the NBA draft, I think he can have a lot of success because when when it comes to this Kansas team, it's really about, we know they're going to make the tournament. We know they're going to do well in the Big 12, most likely win the Big 12 almost every single season. But it's about... You get to that round of 32, you get to the sweet 16. Who are you going to rely on? I'm done relying on underclassmen. I'm done giving it to the freshmen, giving it to the sophomores. It hasn't worked in the past. It's not going to work in the future. And when it comes to Kansas, it comes to Abaji. It comes to other guys that are going to lead this team. You need leaders. You don't need followers. So I'm going to go with the upperclassmen experience in this one. Give me Abaji. He's going to be a senior next season. And I like him in Kansas Jayhawk blue. Now let's head to our second topic on our website, Sided.co, as well as our Sided Debates app. Sided College Basketball also posting this one. And it's not about the returnee this time. It's about the newcomers. So you look at the newcomers on this list, and you have Remy Martin, you have Bobby Pettiford, um, Joseph Yosefu, Jalen Coleman-Land, Zachary Clements. Jacob, I'm going to start with you. Which Kansas men's basketball newcomer will have the greatest impact in the 2021-22 season after Kansas, of, of course, took that you know demolishing loss to USC in the tournament? Two minutes for you, two minutes for Sam, two minutes for me. What are you giving me? Well, I went with Christian. In that last one, I'm going to stick with the three-point shooters. I'm going with Jalen Coleman-Lands. Uh, he's a, probably the most experienced player in college basketball. Spent two years at Illinois, spent two years at DePaul, and spent last season at Iowa State. So I think that he's going to bring a lot to this team. He averaged 14 oh, – really 40% from, from the three-point line, and he's going to add a lot to this team. They really need some three-point shooters, especially – uh, if especially with uh, Ochai back and losing out on Marcus Garrett. So I think Jalen Coleman lands is going to surprise a lot of people this season. Yeah, Cam, you mentioned that that loss to USC in the round of 32. 
after that loss, Bill Self, he hinted at some roster change. You know, I didn't think he would take it exactly to this extent. We have a ton of newcomers coming in. Uh, I think the obvious choice here is Remy Martin, but I'm going to go with Joseph Yesifu to be the, the best newcomer. Yesifu, he comes from Drake. He had a great march with that team. If you guys remember that resounding dunk that he had that was all over social media, he really is an explosive player from the one spot, and he can make a ton of plays. I think he's going to be probably one of the best uh, newcomers for them. But, I mean, you can't forget about a lot of these freshmen. Kansas is bringing in two top 50 freshmen and Zach Clements and K.J. Adams. If they get playing time, that is still yet to be seen with the depth on this Kansas team. But then you also have Pettiford and Kyle Cuff Jr., who are two really solid freshman guards. I mean, they, they might not see the floor with all the guard depth as well, but they have a lot of people that they can develop behind. But I think Yesifu for sure is the, the answer here because he is just such a dynamic player. He can make threes. He's really quick off the bounce, and he can dish it too. You two are so generous. So, so sweet and generous. Jacob, Sam, I appreciate it. Leaving me with the obvious choice in Remy Martin. And this is my choice from the jump. Because if you look at Remy Martin and what he was able to do at Arizona State, a team that didn't get as much recognition because they had somewhat talented players, they just were never able to put it together. And I think Remy Martin coming to Kansas gives him that opportunity, not just to start at that point guard position when he averaged 19 points a game last season, but to prove that he's so much more than a guy that can dominate the Pac-12, but he can also dominate the Big 12 as well. It's a guy that didn't start one game in his freshman year, all the way up to starting every single game in his junior and senior season at Arizona State, and someone that knows how to deal with adversity. Six feet tall, 175 pounds, kind of gives me the build of a Chris Paul, obviously not the talent, but you talk about a build of a true point guard. He can be that guy that's a facilitator as well as a scorer and he can play his position at Kansas what Bill Self does so well as the coach of Kansas he knows how to get guys that know how to play their true position that's why they're so good at the next level and that's why Kansas has been such a powerhouse over the past couple of years and decades why we revere them as a blue blood Remy Martin's coming into a situation that could not be more perfect for him He's going to settle in as that main point guard for Kansas on a team that wants success. You're having a guy that can bring success, that knows what success feels like, but it's kind of just been spoiled by the fact that he's been playing in such a weak conference. Now he's playing in a harder conference, and I think that with Remy Martin, with the amount of points he averages per game, if he can up his assist total, this Kansas team is even more dangerous than it ever was last season because Remy Martin adds another weapon to that already stacked artillery that are the Kansas Jayhawks. Now let's head to our final topic of the day. Now, usually how we do this is we give one, we put one minute on the clock. I give you to the floor, but of course, this is an exclusive episode when it comes to college basketball, when it comes to Kansas, because we have Jacob Polachek and Sam Lance on both were beat writers for, for Kansas or even at Kansas and moving on to, to, 
right in the future and do great things in the future as well. So we're going to cap this things off with a more vague question, but it does cover Kansas because I mentioned that they are in that blue blood category. Sided College Basketball posts this on our website, sided.co, and our Sided Debates app. Make sure you go make an account and post something, join the conversation. If you get higher on that leaderboard, which means that you just are more interactive with the site, you can win free money, an Amazon gift card. Come on, what's better than that? Sided College Basketball posts this. Will a blue blood school win the 2022 NCAA Men's Basketball Championship. Now, I, I don't want to start this question or send it off to Sam without asking you, Sam, if you were going to give me the top blue blood schools, are you giving me the Kansas, North Carolina, Duke? Are there any other schools that you want to throw out there that you are considering as blue bloods before we you know, get this question going? Well, to me, the, uh, the five blue bloods would be UCLA, KU, Kentucky, Duke, and UNC. And then sort of a new blood category, I wouldn't consider them blue bloods, but the new blood would be more like Michigan State and Gonzaga, teams like that. So there you go. You got those five schools. If you want to throw in those other two, you can as well. Yes or no, you have a 50-50 chance we're going to get right into debating this topic. Do you have a blue blood winning the 2022 national championship? Two minutes on the clock, Sam. You know what? This was honestly a really tough one for me. After a down year for a lot of the Blue Bloods, besides a kind of surprise run by UCLA to the Final Four, I mean, these teams are hungry to get back to that Final Four. And I honestly think a Blue Blood will come out with the 2022 National Championship. Uh, out, of the, out of the Blue Bloods, I think there are three teams that kind of set themselves apart right now as championship contenders final four contenders, and that would be UCLA, KU, and Kentucky. And if Kentucky can add Kofi Coburn at the center spot, they would be even more in that category. But the thing with UCLA, I think they have the best chance out of all these teams just because they bring a lot of the players that they had on that final four run last year, and they bring in a top 10 freshman in Peyton Watson, who's a really athletic wing can do a lot of things for them next year. And then, of course, you have Kansas. I think Kansas may be one of the deepest teams in college basketball. They could do that John Calipari platoon swap with the amount of depth that they have. I, I think they also have a chance to, to make it to the Final Four, even to that national championship game. And Kentucky is another one of those teams. They've had a little bit of roster turnover, but they brought in four really good transfers Schwebway, obviously, from West Virginia. He transferred there midseason last year. We'll get to suit up this year. You got C.J. Frederick from Iowa, Severe Wheeler, and then Kellen Grady from, from Davidson, who's another quality guard. And then you got another great recruiting class from John Calipari with three top 50 freshmen and Ty Ty and Damian Collins and Bryce Hopkins. So I think really all those teams have a really good chance to make it. And then you have Duke. Coach K for his last run, he's brought in three top 20 guys nationally. They're going to be really good. Paulo Banchero, one of my favorite players to watch at the high school level, number two player in the country uh, via 247. He can make an instant impact. So I really think that a blue blood could possibly win the, the championship with Gonzaga kind of being that other team that I see right now making that. But I'm going to go ahead and say yes, a blue blood will win it. 
No cliffhangers on this show, Sam. I know you're new to this. Who wins the national championship? You know what? I'm going to go out. Everybody loves bold predictions, right? I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're going to get a UCLA versus Gonzaga rematch. But this time, UCLA is going to come out on top with some sort of buzzer beater three and and get back at him. How about that? Johnny Juzang Magic's coming back, so you never know. Jacob, what about you? You have Blue Blood winning the 2022 chip. Man, it's this was a real tough one for me as well. There's a lot of teams I like this year, and you have Gonzaga, which is more in that new blood category, a team that you didn't mention, Villanova. I'd put them in that new blood category. Texas, uh, but then well. Texas could could make a run. I, and but looking at the Blue Bloods, I think they're going to do it. I think the team that I'm really looking at, well, first off, you have UCLA. They're going to go into the season probably being the nation's number one ranked team. Uh, like Sam said, they're bringing back basically that whole roster from that final four run and, and throwing in Peyton Watson, who, who is going to have a real big impact. You have Kentucky. They, they're bringing in a bunch of transfers, like Sam said, and I'm, I'm a big fan of their uh, incoming recruiting class. Kansas, we've talked about them. They're going to be in contention, but the team that I'm going to go with is the Duke Blue Devils. Paolo Banchero is my number one pick. I think he's going to go number one in this 2022 NBA draft. Then A.J. Griffin, he's been a top 10, top five recruit basically his entire high school career. He's going to be an instant impact guy. And then Trevor Keels at the guard position, he can have a big impact. And if he's playing to his expectations, then this team is a national championship contender, not to mention guys like Matthew Hurt, who averaged 18.3 points a game last season. I don't think he's going to be posting those same numbers, but I think he's going to have a huge impact. And I really think that Duke is the team of these Blue Bloods that could do it. You're both wrong. The answer is no. And it's only because I don't like that new blood category. Because when you're talking about Blue Bloods and you were just talking, it's mainly about those teams. I don't even know if I want to throw UCLA in that category because it's not like they've had so much success over the past, what, 10 years where you can see you can match them up with the likes of Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina. I think those Blue Bloods, it's a very small category. If you want to throw UCLA in there, great. But I would say that it's a bit re- a bit of recency bias when it comes to if they didn't make that Final Four run, I don't think you're talking about them with the likes of a Duke or a North Carolina as we're, you know, to the expectations or the standards that we, we expect them to be at. The reason I don't like that new blood category is because my national championship pick was in that was in Jacob's new blood category. And I, I wouldn't consider Texas to be a blue blood because I don't think Texas has had as much success as a lot of people because it's such a big name school might think they do. I love Devin Askew going to Texas. That was huge. I've, I've watched him play for the longest time. I love him at the point guard position. I don't think he was utilized right at Kentucky. And I just love that Texas team as a whole. I love that it, Chris Beard is their new coach, right? The Texas Tech former Texas Tech coach. I love what he's been able to do. He did it with the Red Raiders. I think he'll continue with the Longhorns. And when you're talking about a, a team that is not a blue blood, I just think that a team like Texas or 
any other team, you saw what Baylor did. I don't think a lot of us expected, oh, Baylor's going to have just as good of a season as Gonzaga did. When you're talking about teams in the upper echelon, I feel like there are more teams that are finding their way into that category. And when you match that or couple it with the unpredictability of the NCAA tournament, I'm going to go with no. And that's why I'm going to bring this up to you, Sam, to close things out. If you were going to throw a team out there that's a dark horse, who would you give me? Because you said you made that bold pick, but give me, give me a, you know, give me a team that no one, I don't think anyone expected UCLA to make a final four run. So give me that dark horse pick in the national championship, because I don't think there's going to be a blue blood that takes it home. Uh, for me, another dark horse would, would be Michigan. I think what Jawan Howard's doing there at Michigan is incredible. You know, he's, he's, he used to play there and now he's back coaching and he's really kind of that true players coach. He's bringing in Caleb Houston, a uh, top recruit as, as well as a top center. I, I don't exactly remember what his name is, but they're bringing in some good pieces and Eli Brooks is coming back. They're getting some key pieces back. I think with Jawan Howard's coaching ability and if they get a good draw in the NCAA tournament, Hey, you never really know. Michigan could, could win a national championship as well. Jacob, do you have a selection? Yeah, and I want to preface this by saying I would not put Texas in that new blood or blue blood category. I, but I, I would not either. I would not either. Oh, okay. Um, Cam, I think you're going to like this pick. Please. I'm going with Syracuse. Wow. Amazing. Yes. Syracuse as my sleeper pick. Look what they did in the tournament last year. They're returning – Buddy Beheim, come on. Look what he did in the tournament. Look what he did at the end of last season. If he can carry that into next year, they're going to be really, really good. Not to mention the big transfers and then five-star Benny Williams. I don't know if I've heard people talk less about a five-star in any class than Benny Williams, but he's going to be a really, really good player at the college level. And I think that more people should be talking about Syracuse heading into this year. Love that. That's amazing. You know how to make me smile on this podcast. That's why I keep having you on. With Syracuse, in my opinion, it's all about how does Joe Girard play? Is he inconsistent or can he finally pick up his game? Will Benny Williams be the five-star we all expect him to be? And lastly, you talk about a guy like Jimmy Beheim. Does it was his performance over at Cornell only because it was at Cornell, or can he bring it over to Syracuse? There's a lot to talk about in the college basketball world, but that's going to wrap up episode 26 of the Sided Podcast. Jacob, we already know that you enjoy being on this podcast, but Sam, how you doing? How was it? How was debating these topics? Oh, it was a great time, and I, I always love seeing my good friend Polachek. Love it. I know you two are the Kansas guys. So we got our Kansas topics and we got our college basketball topics. And again, go on our website, cited.co and our cited debates app. And you saw this was exclusively about Kansas and college basketball. So if you want to be on this podcast and you want to talk about a specific topic, I'll allow it. We want to do as many episodes as possible. So please go down. There's a Gmail down in the description, email that about your interest and you can be on this podcast. Subscribe to, our, subscribe to our YouTube channel and also go down in the description and interact because I love seeing all the comments on our videos. But for episode 26, I'm Cameron Isaire with Sam Lance and Jacob Polachek. You don't have to wait much longer to hear our voices again. We'll catch you next time.